What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, friends. We're back today, and I am talking about why I'm so obsessed with breathing. I realize it's been a while since I've actually talked about the tools that we use. I talk a lot about using the tools. I talk a lot about um, kind of some mindset things. And it's been a little while since I've really delved into like, what are these tools that I'm talking about? So today I choose breath because breath work is my anchor. It is my go-to with myself and also when I work with my clients because It is the most direct line of communication we have to our nervous system. It is an ability that we have to learn to control the breath, giving us one of the most powerful neurohacks for managing stress and improving concentration and overall health. And it's free. It is a resource that is never ending. It is always available to us. And by managing how we breathe, we are able to balance our internal state and activate our vagus nerve and signal to our rest and digest part of our nervous system to activate. Literally balancing and bringing calm and order into our body and to our mind. So the main goal with with breathing techniques, there are all different kinds of techniques. People do these in all different ways. And some of them can have a you know, lead to accessing a deeper spiritual connection or, you know, there are breathing techniques for to give you energy or to give you calm or with mantras or meditations or with specific focus. And those are all amazing things. Those are not my focus because my focus is how can we use this thing in a practical way using the science behind it to help us manage our state of being, our stress, our overwhelm, the frustration, and bring just a little piece, a moment of calm, a moment that brings us into the present moment um, so that we can choose our response rather than reacting and kind of losing control and keeping that cycle going. And so what we want to do is to be able to use these breathing techniques to be able to turn inward for solutions and use the resources that we have inherently in us instead of reaching outward for external means, whether that be drugs or, you know, self-numbing with, uh, you know, whatever we choose to self-numb with. There are lots of things there. Um, Or necessarily like always seeking a doctor's uh, help, I want to (laughs) say. I'm not trying to turn anyone away from seeking medical professional advice, but There is so much that we can manage in our own selves and and help heal ourselves and mitigate some of these problems with ourselves, our inherent tools and, and power that we have over ourselves. And we don't necessarily need to always look externally. So by training our breath, we are actually training and strengthening our nervous system and the way it responds. We have the this part of our nervous system called the autonomic nervous system. It's kind of the, all of the automated systems that we don't think about. 
Um, sometimes it's called the visceral motor system because it deals with a lot of our motor functions, again, that we don't have to think about. Breathing, digestion, um, blinking, all of these things. It is self-propelled, which means, again, we don't have to think about it, but we can have an impact on it with active attention to our breath and our movements and how we move when we breathe. When we are breathing in a slower, longer, deeper capacity, we change the movement of the diaphragm. And as we change the movement of our diaphragm, we're able to influence our vagus nerve and our parasympathetic system. So I'm going to back up just a little bit. You've probably heard of the fight or flight response and the rest and digest system. And these are your sympathetic branch and your parasympathetic branch of your autonomic nervous system. The sympathetic branch is that fight or flight response. It's kind of your um, elevated state helps give you the resources to fight or flee or face whatever challenge is in front of you. It gives you energy. The problem happens when this system that is meant for emergencies to help us with immediate resources to face whatever's in front of us is constantly triggered and then not balanced and shut down. So that's where our parasympathetic branch comes in. That is the one that's rest and digest and heal. And these two coexist in order to balance each other out. But with the constant activation of our sympathetic nervous system through Uh, oh my gosh, just all of the stimulation, all of the chaos that we're seeing in the world, all of the access to all of the tragedies around us that our nervous system isn't really meant to, um, it doesn't, it's not, we're not designed to know about everything, all of the danger in the world that we have access to through social media and um, the good old interwebs. All the technology that we have now is amazing because it lets us connect around the world, but it also gives us access to see Um, the dangers and threats in the world. And we are only meant to see the dangers and threats in our immediate environment so that our nervous system can make decisions about our survival. And so there's this constant stimulation. So then we have to be really intentional about engaging our parasympathetic nervous system so that we can bring ourselves back into that balance. And so when we do engage that parasympathetic system, we're also accessing our vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve has just so much influence over our lungs and our heart and our brain and all of those things together are what give us life and govern our mind and our body. The vagus nerve is your is your 10th cranial nerve, which runs from the base of your skull to your visceral organs. And the majority of the information, it's like this information superhighway going on just constantly about basically how you're doing, what is needed, what responses are needed internally in your body. And most of the information is being sent from your body, from your visceral organs to your brain about how your body is feeling, the level of safety, what is needed. And so we can actually access this vagus nerve and help engage it and turn it on. And the key to managing your state of mind and stress levels is to be able to intentionally recruit that calming parasympathetic pathway of the nervous system and, and, and engage that vagus nerve also to, you know, decide what information we want to be presenting to our brain and body about what, how we're doing. 
So with that, bringing it back to breath, how we breathe is how we manage stress. So is it efficient? Do we know what that means? If not, I'm going to give you some things to think about here. Our breathing patterns and our mood and our state of mobility, especially in the morning time, are all communicating to us how safe our body feels. So we need to start paying attention to those things. Our nervous system only cares about protection. Survival is the number one job, is the number one goal. And so how do we communicate safety on a regular basis to our nervous system when we're constantly being triggered? How do we prove to our nervous system that it's safe, even with stress, and that we can manage? We do this by practicing our breath. Our breath is is life. We can go for days without food and water and even sleep, but we cannot live for more than just minutes without our breath. It is one of our first movements as we enter this world, and it is the last movement we make before we exit. It is incredibly important, and for being the foundation of our life, it seems really strange to me that we don't think about it much, if ever, but that's because we don't have to, because our body's incredible, our nervous system is incredible, and it is just doing that for us to keep us living. And another piece of this is, there is a serious lack of real education about how we work as human beings, how our breath affects our health, both mental and physical health, which we know are one and the same because they influence each other in a big cycle. And so this is the piece that I, that I'm really interested in and that I want to keep putting out there because I know, you know, when people tell me like people aren't interested in the education and the why they just want to know if it helps them. But for people like me, who there's that saying, people like us do things like this. People like us care about things like this. It helps me to know why. What's the point? Why is why do I care about my breath? Why is it helping me? And knowing a little bit about how we can manage how we work, it takes some of the shame and blame about like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Nothing. This is what's happening in your body and here's how you can manage it. So that's my approach. And that's, that's why that education piece is so important to me. We all have stress and like I said, way too much of it at this point with everything going on. The fact that we can see all of the tragedies around the world, that climate disasters are more frequent, that, you know, we're living still in this pandemic and we have no idea when it's going to end and life just continues to change and look different as it does. So let's learn to use the tools we already have available to us to help not only with the stress, but then taking conscious control over our state of being and ultimately our lives from day to day. If we're looking at controlled breathing to influence our health, this is not a new concept. It has been around for centuries. Um, Pranayama yoga was the first kind of doctrine to build a theory around respiratory control. And that has evolved and still exists today. Every other relaxation and meditation or calming technique has a foundation of breathing and breath control. And part of this is because our breathing contributes to an emotional cycle. There's this this cycle in breathing. When we have this fear or stress state, it causes us to take short, rapid breaths, which then increases our fear and stress state. And it continues like that. So these breathing techniques are not only useful for immediate relief 
of buffering tension and stress and releasing some of that. It helps to kind of in the moment give us relief, but it also helps for chronic issues, including depression, anxiety, PTSD. Because when we are inducing a stress response from rapid breaths, which is one of the techniques that we can use, it helps us to reassociate the response and train our coping, train our association with these stressors, with these things. It has these lasting effects when we practice this and train our breathing. It actually rewires our brain's response according to the information that we are intentionally providing. So that is why we practice, not just to release the stress and tension right now, but to actually change how our brain engages with that stress later on and what kind of response turns into our automatic response later on. We have the power to change that. We have to practice. We have to be intentional. Here's a fun little fact about breathing to go along with this. At rest, there is 750 milliliters of blood flowing through the brain every minute. And when we breathe heavily, we are throwing off the balance of gases like CO2 in our bloodstream, in our body. And then those blood vessels decrease circulation. And when brain blood flow is decreased by up to 40% with, with overbreathing, in just a few minutes, the brain regions that are working with uh, visual processing, memory, experience of self, our sense of time, these are all affected the most when we don't get that oxygen to our brain. Think about 750 milliliters of blood. That's a wine bottle. The bottle of wine through your blood or through, through your brain every minute. And that is what's taking that oxygen to your brain. So you can think so that you can make rational decisions so that you can plan and reason and assess your situation and self-regulate your emotions and have kind of these logical higher level executive functions instead of leaving your, you know, primal instincts and survival state to run the show. So this is why overbreathing is not useful. It's causing a lot of health problems. And if we know what we're looking for, overbreathing is pretty obvious. Stress breathing is faster and is louder. You can hear yourself breathing. Also, you can see yourself breathing. It produces visible movements in the chest and shoulders. And, you know, like I said earlier, it's... Um, a lot of sighs or yawns is also a, a good signifier that you are overbreathing, that there is some dysfunctional breathing going on. And this upper chest breathing actually activates that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight response like we were talking about earlier, which raises those stress levels and increases the heavy breathing. And then we get into that emotional cycle that creates that fear or stress response. And then our breathing perpetuates that. So how do we address dysfunctional breathing? Again, awareness comes first. We have to know how we're breathing right now in order to do anything to change it. And then the number one thing that we can do right away is just slow down. Breathe through your nose, not your mouth. Slow your breath. Try to practice taking soft, slow breaths that you can't hear that are going all the way into your diaphragm and back out. Quit being in such a hurry with it. Let one breath process before you're trying to take another. 
by addressing the dysfunctional breathing patterns that we have, we are addressing our stress. So we talked about that reduced oxygen in our brain. And when we have that reduced oxygen to the brain, we are actually limiting our cognitive function. Our brain is literally not working as it should at its best. So then there's no amount of talking and reasoning that is going to correct that. In order to address stress levels and make any significant progress, we have to address this dysfunctional over-breathing that we're doing. So the first step is, again, pay attention to how you breathe. Pay attention to if you're holding your breath. You'll probably notice you do that more than you might think. Pay attention to when you are breathing fast and shallow. Pay attention to how much you're sighing or yawning throughout the day. Are you breathing through your mouth or through your nose? All of these things, by making slight adjustments, make a huge, huge impact on how your internal world is actually functioning. How well you're able to think, how your stress levels are engaging, or how your stress response is engaging. So my challenge for you this week is to pay attention to all of these things. How are you breathing now? Close your mouth, breathe through your nose, which that could be a whole other episode. I didn't even talk about that. Maybe we'll do that. Um, But my challenge, pay attention to how you're breathing now. Pay attention to how long and slow you can make your breaths when you are noticing that you're breathing fast and shallow. Take that. It doesn't even have to be for, you know, long periods of time. When we're looking at changing our brain and changing the patterns we have, it's frequency over duration. We're looking at how often, not for how long. So set your timer for two minutes. Do that a few times throughout your day. That's literally all it takes. Try it out. Hit me up with any questions. Let me know how it worked for you. Until next week, when we do this all again, I want to say thank you for being here. I am so grateful for everyone who comes to listen. I am so grateful for... The reviews, I actually just found a review. Um, I didn't know it existed. And then I was looking on Apple Podcasts. That's not where I listen to a lot of my things that I listen to. And so um, I saw a lovely review on there. Thank you so much. I am so happy that this resonates with you and you like it. And if you have, you know, questions or things that you want to hear about, let me know so that I can better serve this community. I love hearing from you. I love hearing what resonates. I love hearing that something I said was helpful or that just like hearing that you're not the only one, that is the whole point of this. We're all going through the same thing in different ways or different things in similar way. We are all having this human experience and we're all just trying to figure it out. So all of that, I'll just keep talking here. So all of that, just to say, Thank you for being here. I am so grateful. And if you want to contact me, I would love to hear from you. If you like this episode, please share it. If you do so on social media, give me a tag so I can reshare it, know who you are and say thank you and give you some love. If you want to leave a review, I would appreciate that as well. If you don't, that's fine too. In any case, thanks for being here. I hope you have a beautiful week. We'll do it again. Until then, peace out.